what we were saying was that um, the cells that we were recording from were cholinoceptive and that they were having this innovation from the basal forebrain. And this, this fits with, with the Shute and Lewis sort of activating um, sort of idea. So that although you've got quite stained cells, if you look at the, at the um, cortex, you saw stained cells, they were not cholinergic, they were cholinoceptive. And the source of those cholinergic fibres were way down in the basal forebrain. The thing about the transmitters in the cortex is that um, the cholinergic system is a sort of modulatory system and that um, the main transmitters are not acetylcholine. The main transmitters are the amino acids, um, which I was not involved with. So that uh, what we found was that there were these slow, slow acetylcholine responses, acetylcholine responses are slow um, and different from the main transmissions. So it's a more of a modulatory system. These cholinoceptive responses were muscarinic because um, although I say not much was known about the central nervous system, the um, nicotinic receptors had been shown in the Renshaw cells in the spinal cord, um, but our responses were slow, they were muscarinic, they definitely went nicotinic. I mean, I think everyone remained cautious about these things, but gradually, 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 things built up to the extent that there seemed to be um, a body of evidence for it, for the existence of cholinergic synapses in the CNS. Because um, we were interested in where these fibres we found were actually coming from, we were interested in the developmental side of things, and so we looked at, um, at fetal cats as well. Um, and one of the things that we found which was interesting was that there seemed to be a change in specificity uh, during development, and, and the very young fetuses, the enzymes seemed only to be um, butyral or pseudocholinesterase, and then um, cells which had had um, butyrous or um, pseudocholinesterase then seemed to develop acetylcholinesterase, but this was something that we didn't actually ever follow up. Well, there are places where there's acetylcholinesterase that obviously aren't involved in transmission. Um, just as in the human primate placenta, there's choline acetyltransferase, which is obviously not involved in transmission. And I was rather fascinated with what acetylcholinesterase might be doing, say, during development, that you get some cells, which during some neurons during development, which have acetylcholinesterase, and then it disappears. And in, for instance, the cerebellum, in the Purkinje cells of the cerebellum, um, if you make lesions in the um, fibers innervating the cells, um, acetylcholinesterase suddenly reappears there. It's been there during development, it then disappears, but it comes back again. And this makes one wonder whether it has some kind of sort of metabolic effect. Um, and there are various places where you, you get it and it disappears again. 
and particularly in development. And to me, it's a bit of a, a, bit of a mystery what, it, what it's doing. <laughs>